Megavon and friends, welcome to another episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. My name is Dan Zerby, and I'm here with my great friend. He's a hell of a guy and co-host, Sean Kelly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I love you, man. And uh, together we'll be discussing the writings, news, adaptations, games, all the fun stuff regarding J.R.R. Tolkien's Legendarium in a way that he would not approve of. And uh, yeah, this is our first uh, episode after our Hobbit Day special, which you'll be listening to this well after that one. But it was a smash success. We're just going to say that now. Wow. Called shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's not set ourselves up too much for a failure here, Zerb. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it, was, it, uh, it was a qualified success. No, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, we've already been back to our usual program once again. A return to form, sure. yeah. As much <laughs> it's sloppy form, but it's a return to our form. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doggy paddling out here. Yeah, that's right. Speaking uh, of uh, splashing around and struggling in the water, survey, I believe yeah. we <laughs> have to shamefully sort of uh, wallow and attempt yeah. to wade our way over to correction corner here yeah yeah unfortunately um as as per usual you gotta gotta tread a, water next to the next to the filter <laughs> it's yeah it's, just in the, it. it's in the shallow end because we can't we yeah our flo- one of our floaties popped yeah i'm holding on to the side like i'm i'm spider-man but it's just because i'm scared um (laughs) so anyway correction corner yeah everyone's favorite segment uh our uh last episode uh or my tolkien fun fact was that uh tolkien's original idea for the elves with this that they were um toy makers uh that they also were made i mean they do live in trees but uh yeah they don't they don't make cookies and live in trees or rice krispies that was a uh i just got confused i was confusing uh, Tolkien's elves with every other popular depiction of elves. Yeah, from what I remember, he sort of made a point to divert the image of elves away from uh, from that previous from that very uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, he, sort of a a rebrand, if you will. Yeah, although I will say, um, while elves were not particularly toy makers you could argue that lembus is kind of a, it's a snack so that one wasn't as far off as some of the other ones yeah maybe lembus is was just uh like those keebler vanilla sandwich cookies i mean like it that. could be it doesn't specifically say that they don't have a sugary filling yeah well <laughs> thank you for your support there sean though <laughs> yes yeah no no you're right yeah it could it could be you could have you could have been partially sort of not wrong <laughs> uh yeah anyway let's, <laughs> let's, let's, move move, let's move on what's our topic today sean oh, we're talking about the music yeah and just not in, just in general the, yeah not just of the einor although we will mention it uh yeah. Yeah, just the music of of Tolkien in the in the adaptations, uh, in the actual writings itself. Even though obviously, you know, there's no music accompanied by the songs he wrote yeah, the lyrics for. But... Lyrics written down are still yeah. sort of music. It's, yeah, it's music. Music and, waiting uh, to be played. And we're also going to be looking at Tolkien's influence in popular music as well today. How exciting, sir. It's it's so exciting. (laughs) Dear listeners, you are in for such a treat. Oh, you lucky motherfuckers. Once again, a called shot. (laughs) Let's just, (laughs) let's get into it with, uh, I mean, let's just talk about the movies. Yeah, that works out since, uh, like I said earlier, we're coming right off of our uh, Hobbit Day special and recording and everything. And I, uh, for my Hobbit Day, I watched all of the extended lord of the rings uh although it, it except for the last 40 minutes of return of the king because it was like 9 30 at night i was like okay 40 minutes left that's great that works out pretty good i got it all done and then uh we had a, a minor plumbing emergency that, uh, that my girlfriend and i had to fix or our filtered water went out but uh yeah just listen to the, the music best, in the, the movies, best part so. of uh 
Hobbit day, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it was all the unexpected plumbing adventures. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, I, I, I will I say it, so. about the movies, uh, eh, you know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, you don't. You're a, no, you're I, a dirty I love, liar. I love that music. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Howard Shore is, for those of you who don't know, he's the composer for the uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. And, uh, and this you know, is the opening uh, credit song for yes uh, for Rings of Power yeah Rings that's Power. right he does do yeah. the theme song for Rings of Power uh, and he's brilliant I mean he, he is, I mean the amount of times that the mu- I mean the movie the Lord of the Rings movies will always make me cry the amount of times I cried watching them on <laughs> was yeah, uh, they're gonna arguably think embarrassing stacked, but yeah I mean yeah no, the it's, music it's is moving. Such- yeah, I mean the music is such a huge part of uh what makes the 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 Lord of the Rings movies in particular so great. Uh yeah. I would say it's 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 pretty crazy cuz the, there's a lot of movies and stuff where I just the music takes a back seat, you know? Yeah. But it feels almost like a a major part of the viewing experience and and it's much more distinctive than in a lot of uh other you know movies and shows and stuff definitely i mean i don't i really i can't think of another composer besides howard shore and especially what he did for lord of the rings that's like on the on par with you know say like john williams has so many incredible themes that pretty much anybody can hum or whistle and yeah. Howard Shore accomplished that Zimmer level Williams. of greatness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was incredible work. Uh, I, I mean, mean, just 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 the uh, concerning Hobbits track alone, like that's something that I listen to all the time. It just makes me happy listening to it. It makes me imagine that I'm in the Shire if I'm looking out in my backyard. Yeah, uh, I mean, we it, should awesome. mention how well. So there are a few themes basically throughout the movies. Yeah. There's like the Shire theme. There's a fellowship the fel- theme. The fellowship theme, which is badass. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Uh, there's like an evil theme, which is like the yeah. bum 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 boom 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 uh, boom uh, boom boom boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, we which... can't do any more than that. We'll probably get sued. <laughs> <laughs> But they they just all and the way he intertwines the especially the Shire theme to have these moments of uh like home like them remembering home yeah. or having like a hobbity sort of moment it yeah. just accents something like a theme that's a couple of themes that are really important in the book and the fellowship yeah, which you, you're not hearing as much because you know the fellowship only lasts for the first movie really right yeah but there are there are still <laughs> yeah. moments where you know it comes back and i mean he just it was it was masterful work yeah i mean the music the music itself is great like the motifs and the way he weaves them all together it's yeah it's great it's, I will did he win an Oscar for that? Like of all the Oscars that the Lord of the Rings films won, I did the music win any? Well, you look that up while I, I will. say something that might be somewhat controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love the music from uh, Rings of Power. Mm. I I mean I thought it was good, but like I was saying before, it it it, it took a back seat for, to me. Like that, I don't. There was nothing. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it wasn't nearly as distinctive. I could, I can't remember a single theme. And honestly, even the yeah. Howard Shore intro song. Every time I try to think of it, I just think of the um, theme for Westworld, which is just a much more distinctive. It is actually theme. does sound a little like. Yeah, it does remind me of the theme for Westworld. You're right. Yeah, and then when I try yeah. to remember it, I just think of that, which is. Uh, it's a great, uh, great first season. Certainly, it was worth yeah. watching for anybody um, who hasn't seen it. Yeah, agreed. By the way, uh, so in terms of awards, Howard Shore has won. Um, 
Yeah, he won Oscars. <laughs> okay, that's. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, he, I'm not surprised, but I am glad to hear it. Yeah, he uh, won uh, Academy Award for Best Music in, for The Return of the King. Um, he won a Golden Globe for The Return of the King and The Aviator. <laughs> he ran. Isn't that gin? What? The Isn't aviator? the aviator gin or something? Uh, it is. There is. There is a mixed drink with gin in it <laughs> called an aviator. That's true. But I meant the uh, the. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of movie. Avi- aviation, which is Ryan Reynolds. Gin. <laughs> Uh, there is a there is also a mixed drink called the Aviator that yes I've heard of that as well yeah um, uh, yeah he won he yeah Martin Shore uh, Howard Howard Shore won uh, Golden Globes he won a Grammy for he yeah he's he's won plenty of awards like I said for Lord of the Rings (laughs) and the Aviator yeah and you know what he has our he has our uh, recognition he he can he'll um he won a uh, I mean what's our award Serb. Do we have an award? Uh, a wrongy? I was just thinking the same thing, and I feel like that's um, stupid. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. So I mean, <laughs> it works dumb. for now, but I might. I mean, I might it was right off that. the top of my head. We didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's that'll. Shocking, I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll. Maybe maybe we'll do an awards episode for uh, like the end of a uh, of our first season or something like that. Yeah, I'll. Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll we'll, try and come up with another yeah. name that I, I, I thought of the same less, thing. So. Yeah, something a little less stupid, or maybe we'll just keep the really stupid ideas. <laughs> it could be. Uh, keeping stupid ideas is kind of on brand for us. So. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, but uh, I mean, all that, all, all the way we were uh, talking so well about Howard Shore. That was all a lie. I think he needs to be replaced. Yeah, you know what? We could do better. <laughs> he says, no. Yes, no, we could do better. I'm sticking to the bit. I'm committing. I call or uh, or I declare I declare misconduct. Oh, <laughs> Is it because of those tweets I put out? No, not on, not upon you. Sir, oh, okay, but... good. I've I've I don't called this <laughs> misconduct upon Howard Shore, or I mean, I assume he conducted, but we need somebody else to make the music. It just wasn't, <laughs> yeah, wasn't really up to our standards. Yeah. So you know, do you have any? Do you have any? You know, do you have a short list ready to go for this, Sean? I mean, do you have any ideas of who would be able to do this? Yeah, we got we got a couple fellas on the line. Uh, yeah, I got a couple know, ideas on the on the hook here, and uh, you know, we can just kind of we can have them go through some sort of like elimination style um, conduction test to the death? Question mark. Uh, I mean, first, I, I got John Philip Sousa. So. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I was gonna ask you before we started this bit, are do we have access like does the Madame Tussauds uh personality and uh brain matrix like does that include dead composers? No, I mean well I don't think oh boy, I don't know when Tussauds was uh founded, but I doubt it was in the like around nineteen hundred. So Yeah, not <laughs> probably not likely. Yeah. I think I think it would be more of a like technology, just, yeah. It would be like a, a March opera situation where they just use his music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you know, for uh I mean there are plenty of scenes where there's marching happening and uh yeah, that's know, what I'm there's thinking. one thing Sousa did very well. It was invent Trump uh tubas that you could carry. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so the the wearable tuba. The wearable is, tuba. <laughs> also so we all thank him for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also marching songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean that the story would certainly move along and in pretty good shape. Yeah, there'd be a yeah. You can do a pretty solid pace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have anybody? Uh, yeah, I had one idea. Um, I feel like this person would do a better uh job for uh composing a, a new hobbit film in particular danny elfman yeah i think would do it you know his style is that kind of like you know there's it's, a whimsical a aspect more lighthearted, to it. yeah yeah it could be yeah it's a little it tends to be a little more lighthearted. even like the music he did for um sleepy hollow still to me has like kind of a funness to it i guess yeah 
that, that's a light mystery to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have a funnier answer, but like, <laughs> do well, you he, have another one? Do you want to? Yeah, I did like. Um, he has a song from that movie Wanted. Do you remember that with like Angelina Jolie? Oh god, the, like I assassin movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, where they curve bullets and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know why that. I remember that soundtrack so well, but um, did he do yeah. that soundtrack? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, yeah, it was a good obviously movie, that one actually. didn't make much of an impression on me. No, probably. Um, his work <laughs> in Men in Black though was top notch as well. All right. Know. Anyway, uh, the Simpsons uh, theme. Let's get Garth Brooks on the line here. <laughs> <laughs> Should it be Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines though? You know, I'll be honest. I don't know either of their music at all. I am not a country well, fan. Well, Chris Chris Gaines is is Garth Brooks's weird, like slightly gothy alter ego. <laughs> Wait, it's him also? Yes, it's, it's fucking Garth Brooks in a wig. <laughs> Wait, ser- like actually or Dead Serious 100%. Oh wow, stuff. I didn't even know I love that, that you but... don't know this. Yeah. Yeah, Garth Brooks had a uh like an alter ego that was a little darker and had like this oh, emo black God. wig on and he went by Chris Gaines. It was really weird. I yeah, think it was cuz of his like Kiss fascination that he did something like that. But yeah. So bizarre. Yeah, I like listened to one Garth Brooks song uh just so i could like be sure of who he was and i don't think it needed to be darker it was just kind of like depressing and twangy <laughs> yeah i mean credit to garth brooks he's one of the best-selling artists of all time which is still yeah. shocking because i don't think i could list name a single song that he's ever done the dance which i yeah, right over only because i just <laughs> listened to it but <laughs> just, there's yeah, a whole I, wide world who is there to listen to Garth Brooks albums so you don't have to, Serby. <laughs> there is, uh, yeah, that, that's fine with me. <laughs> so that's who else right. you got? Um, I <laughs> I really love my idea for Trent Reznor to write some <laughs> broody shit for this movie. <laughs> Actually, you know what? A team of Danny Elfman and Trent Reznor could cover both the dark and light sides of the soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. They're both in bands. Uh, they're both excellent, incredible composers, and they have different styles that I feel like might work together to create a brand new st- soundtrack for uh, I, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, sorry, I'm desperately trying to. Th- I was trying to desperately think of like a Nine Inch Nails pun, but it was just like <laughs> yeah. I my fingertips were on it, and I just plummeted to the earth, and I just it's gone. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I um, I mean, Elfman, you know. Danny Elfman, his elf is right in. Yeah, his elf name. is right there. The nine. You couldn't think of an Oingo movie. Boingo pun though. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Elfman uh, was in the '80s new wave band Oingo Boingo. For those of you who don't know, I feel yeah, like that's not I, a very common. I don't know, fact. and that's I, for yeah. some reason I have heard that uh, name before, but that's uh, I mean that's pretty. Yeah, Uncle Book. They had they had they had some hits in the eighties. Yeah, so it shall be nine inch nails for the nine <laughs> riders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I also I got two more. Um, cool, because that was the end of my. Like, yeah, only one of them is I, actually I think would do a pretty good job is uh, Frank Zappa. Oh yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be a fun, like weird, like borderline I feel like he psychedelic. Could, uh, he'd yeah. probably have more fun with uh, like the Hobbit, but um, either way, yeah. yeah, I would actually. I'm imagining him writing like the music for the uh, Goblin song when they initially capture the dwarves in uh, the Misty Mountains. Oh yeah, I the feel one like they yeah, really get. yeah um, we didn't get that in the, really in the. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah. he would, he's one of those picks where you'd be like, yeah. oh, that's ridiculous. And then he'd actually do like a great job. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah it's silly uh, until uh, until you actually hear it. It's like, oh, shit. Actually, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, lastly, Randy Newman. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Randy Newman's the dude. The guy's like the king of writing uh, hit songs for soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, short people got new reason to live. So I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think his ending, they would have just all kind of jumped in the crack of doom together. Yeah. <laughs> You've got nine friends in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, although that sounds, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. Be, you know, I don't even want to sing a single bar of that because I feel like Disney would be on us in no, a heartbeat. I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I, I just want to retract immediately before, like, to, just to end the bit. Yeah. I don't want to replace Howard Shore. Howard Shore. No, Howard Shore did great. Yeah. Certainly not with, uh, you know, like Randy Newman or Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good picks. <laughs> yeah. You too, man. Thanks. So, do you want to talk moving about on. the. The, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the music and the books a little bit? Yeah. So obviously, like we said, uh, you know, there's songs, I guess, in the books. You know, we don't have so much music except for, you know, obviously, you know, music created everything. You know, well, we, the, we have we, a lot of music referenced, but so and, much like, music, songs yeah. written, but it's a book. It's kind of hard to, you know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you got to come up with your uh, own like actual uh, music in your head, I guess. But uh Music it, it just plays such an important role in uh, in Tolkien's world, you know. Besides, like I just mentioned, you know, uh, the Ainur singing the universe into existence. Yeah, the creation you know, myth is based on music. It's music, yeah. It's a great symphony. It's uh, Eru's our conductor, and uh, yeah, it's the like Ainur the big banger, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, the song that created the universe is a fucking banger for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he uh, he kind of he he would have been probably the best conductor to get for uh, for the movies, but he was yeah pretty he's busy though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I mean, the elves sing like constantly all the Whenever time. You hear about elves, you're basically hearing about them singing because they just yeah are part first, of the joy uh, and sorrow really right yeah i mean it's um you know that it's so interesting because i remember if you there's a great book about uh about the hobbit i think i've mentioned it before it's by uh the tolkien professor cory olson uh it's called exploring J.R.R. tolkien's the hobbit it's essentially a book report um <laughs> and, but he makes a really interesting point because like the first time we see the elves in tolkien's work is in the hobbit and as the dwarves are making their way to rivendell you have the elves are they're the <laughs> the tralalalali elves yeah. down in the valley that sort of yeah, thing there's for people who haven't read the hobbit which you should it's pretty short and you should it's uh, an easy read and it's my favorite it's book great. and it's great there's a reason it's one of the most popular books of the 20th century <laughs> but the I, I mean the song they're singing when they get there is frivolous and ridiculous it is absolutely and uh but but in the but cory olson mentions like the fact like a lot of people are like oh this doesn't jive with the version of elves that we see and he makes a, the argument that it really does because you know the fact that elves are effectively immortal um you know they find great sorrow in lots of things and they're that and therefore they're also able to see like the great joys in things and in the everyday so it makes sense that they would be lighthearted and kind of silly they're uh, also they're also in- serious it's not like you yeah. know <laughs> yeah they could still yeah. be badasses and they can still they be uh grim seriously. And... but it's also yeah. like they especially in the hobbit they they make fun of uh mortals a lot <laughs> oh yeah they like, love making fun, fun of them you know the dwarves in particular yeah yeah thorn's just trying to get a drink of water and they're like don't dip your beard in the foam father <laughs> <laughs> it's long enough without watering <laughs> yeah the hobbit has Certainly a lot more uh, lighthearted songs, but I'd say more songs, you know, per per chapter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, than, there uh, are there are a lot of songs in The Hobbit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for its for its length compared to Lord of the Rings, but I mean, there are a number of songs in both, and I know yeah. I skipped the poetry and songs if they, especially if they were long when I was younger, but. I'm glad yeah, my I... first like couple readings of not so much The Hobbit because the songs were much shorter, but yeah, uh, in Lord of the Rings for sure. Was... I mean, you have in the scene at Weathertop uh, before uh, they're attacked by the Nazgul. You know, Aragorn is. It's not so much a song, I guess. It's like the but lay of Lady. Like it's an epic poem, really. It's an epic but... poem. Yeah, it's a it's a chant though. It has a rhythm to it, and it has. It's it's you know even though it's in a book, like there's a lot. It's very and it's a chant. It's very. Uh, 
there's a lot of musicality in the in the language that's, that's yeah. used, which is something that Tolkien was just brilliant at. You know, yeah, fantastic. Uh, we sh- we should kick the ring down the river for poetry as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about what your favorite song was? Oh in, yeah, uh, books. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I'm a I'm a huge like I said before, The Hobbit is my favorite book. So my uh, favorite songs are actually from The Hobbit. Uh, but there's also some Lord of the Rings crossover. So I, the first song in The Hobbit, that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. The dwarves just singing, yeah, that, teasing him great. as they're cleaning up <laughs> and saying they're going to do all these terrible things that they didn't do. I just love it. It's yeah. like it's just it's such a great tone for the beginning of that book. <laughs> and it, I really it was love great how, in the movie too. I was going to say, yeah, I really did love how they how they did that scene in the movie. I thought it was wonderful. Wish, wish they'd stuck with that throughout, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that is it's a it's a great way to set the tone for the book and it's one of those things you can imagine like reading yeah. out loud to a, a your kid or something oh, yeah. it would just be like a lot of fun i i, I am so excited to read the hobbit to my niece and nephew when they're just a little bit older they're very young so yeah, <laughs> I mean, my yeah. nephew's not even a year old um, <laughs> but i'm like i i cannot wait to read that to them you're just like just grow up faster than me <laughs> yeah, i've already i mean i've already bought i've already bought uh one of the first things I bought when my niece was born was a copy of The Hobbit to give to her. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're just um, like waiting to indoctrinate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> well, 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 total sidetrack. But uh, apparently, like when um, when that first happened, my brother in law started like kind of reading it to her, like just you know, not actually reading. Actually, she's like yeah. too young to pay attention, but she started saying like Hobbit. Oh my. And 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 oh, Frodo. Wow. She wouldn't say Bilbo. She would say Frodo, which is very funny too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love this kid. This is awesome. <laughs> working. I'm going to make her a social outcast, but she's just, <laughs> I'm going to create my a new a new Tolkien friend. Uh, anyway, uh, well, <laughs> being a nerd is in these days. So that's true. Fine. Yeah, uh, but uh, so. Yeah, my favorite song in in the books is Bilbo's uh, walking song or The Road Goes Ever On. Yeah, there, uh, there are a few variations on that throughout the books, no? Yeah, so in The Hobbit, it's uh, the last chapter as he sees uh, as his home in the distance is when he sings uh, the first version of that. And then um, there are three ver- ver- uh, versions of that walking song in Lord of the Rings. The first is sung by Bilbo when he leaves the Shire to go to Rivendell. Uh, the second is sung by or spoken, really. Actually, he doesn't. It specifically says that Frodo speaks. Uh, yeah. Uh, by Frodo um, on their way to Crick Hollow, and the only difference between that song and the first time it's sung by Bilbo in Lord of the Rings is instead of pursuing it with eager feet, uh, Frodo sings uh, pursuing it with weary feet, which I. Th- for as small of a change that is, it really does yeah, show the, the difference between Frodo and Bilbo's adventures. Yeah. Bilbo's was fun, and Frodo's was traumatizing. Gave him PTSD. Yeah, right he was in chronic pain <laughs> until he went to Valinor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, the, and the third version uh, is spoken by Bilbo in Rivendell at the end of uh, Lord of the Rings, as he's a sleepy old Hobbit. He falls asleep singing his own song. Which yeah, and it's kind it's, of a flex, honestly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's you just had a horrible adventure where you saved the world. Good job. Also, it's gonna fall asleep singing my own little happy song. <laughs> it, I like also how it, it's another good spot of the sort of frame narrative thing where like it's all from Bilbo's book because the other hobbits know yeah. the song because they do, yeah like from Bilbo in his book and yeah, it's in the, it's in the red book of Westmarch. That's what the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion is. Because I believe the other Hobbits like reference his song at at least once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I mean, it's, uh, it's catchy. And is that, uh, no, I'm trying to think it the, there's a distinctive line from at least one of those, isn't there? That like everybody quotes, or is that just from? Uh, that might uh, you might be prophecy. I think it's well. I think it's from the poem that Bilbo wrote for Aragorn, the 
not all those who under are lost. So that line that people yeah, like, even I, if I they don't have any idea what it's from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I picked a pretty different vibe. Um, Ooh, yeah. Do tell. Yeah. There's a, uh, so when the fellowship has gone through, uh, Moria and they're at the, uh, when they get past the, there's like a reflecting pool and stuff, and they've gone to the edge of Lorien, Lothlorien. They uh, yeah. they reach the falls of Nimrodel. Oh yeah, I was gonna say and, Nimrodel. Yeah, Good yeah. Choice. And Legolas sings this uh, beautiful lay of Nimrodel, who uh, she was basically an elf who I believe she was like waiting for her husband who went out to sea was she married to a man i should remember i mean it's your actual... it's your pick of the yeah song. okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> no hold no, on i'm actually it, i just opened up to the law yeah yeah you look at you look at that but basically the um it's it's like a sorrowful bittersweet song that sort of encapsulates the elves sorrow for the world and the uh their desire for the sea and uh just in general and you know as uh you know like the place that they yearn to cross in order to go to heaven effectively and um yeah it's just like a, a beautiful i think it it like Legolas doesn't have that it much wasn't. personality on his own, but no, he, he doesn't. It, it it's one of those moments where he is like the elvish stand-in, and it really explains a lot of the way the elves feel in general. Yeah, um, Nimrodel, by the way, was not with a man; it was an elven king. It was um, Amroth. Oh, okay. So he, yeah, he. Emroth waited for her on a ship and she didn't come. Yeah. It's and then she, I think did she cast herself into the sea? Or is that another woman? There's a lot of sad Um, stuff that happened in the (laughs) Dahl Amroth area. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 true. Yeah, Uh, but um yeah, so the basic the the falls are said to um like be her like you can hear the echoes of her like cries basically sound like of her song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, but it's yeah. a beautiful bummer. It is a very beautiful. Uh, yeah. It is a very beautiful piece, but uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's a pretty good place to transition yeah to i was about a, to uh, say let's uh, light it up a little bit west hey all right <laughs> so uh what do you have for us Sean? yeah i was thinking we could get a little you know back to our roots with some product good old-fashioned product placement yes what if oh uh, yeah what if uh when the hobbits pulled into rivendell there were just some elves shredding in the background on a couple of Fender guitars. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think hmm. and you amps. Know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right vibe. I, you know, honestly, I feel like Fender and guitars going into Marshall amplifiers is really more elvish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yeah, I've, highly I've brought... in favor. Uh, yeah, I've brought a guitar center bit to a guitar center guy that like <laughs> knows way more about it than I do. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a guitar center guy. I like going in there and messing with them because I usually know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like Ron Swanson going into uh, the home improvement store where the guy's like, "Can I help you?" And I just go, "I know, Bill. I know more than you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mostly said that to annoy you a little bit <laughs> no, I, I mean i did uh, used to work at a guitar shop i've been playing guitar a very long time so yeah it's, yeah it's, fair. it's uh I, I think uh i was trying to think of like a sort of catchphrase i, I thought uh don't fret the light and rock and roll will prevail 
<laughs> I love it. I really, really love that. Actually, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like really epic until you like think about it for a second, and you're like, that's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I know. That's why I love it so much. It's like, whoa, okay. it's like that's stupid enough to actually be like a rock song, especially from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's, yeah, a, no, that's, that's, that's a lyric Kiss would write or something. Yeah. <laughs> Elves are definitely hair metal, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. they're too pretty to not be hair metal yeah, or glam rock kind of thing. Oh know? yeah, oh yeah. Just I'm I'm pretty like sure that. that elves' favorite band is Poison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Poison, they're, they ain't looking for nothing but a good time. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, guess, <laughs> I guess that's their <laughs> vibe. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, do you want to do you want to just uh, you know smoothly transition from poison into other uh, <laughs> relevant <laughs> popular yeah. bands? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of so when you're talking about Tolkien's influence in popular music, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, and the most intimidating thing to talk about, I would say, is like in particular the heavy metal thing. Because there's so many bands that have Tolkien themes, and like there's a there's there's a metal band called Gorgoroth yeah. that's right out of Lord of the Rings. Which yeah, I mean, is is that a Mount Doom? Uh, it might be. I don't. Yeah, remember. I'll I'll look that up. But yeah, yeah. there there is a um, lot. Yeah, so there's like a ton of like metal bands that, unless you're into metal, you might you you likely wouldn't know. But there's uh, a lot of popular stuff as well. Uh, for taking a heavy metal, Black Sabbath, The Wizard is about Gandalf. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there were so many. Yeah, uh, you know, get this music nerds in metal. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. uh, uh, Tolkien well, nerds in metal. Yeah, well, I mean, especially in that era, you know, that's early Black Sabbath. So, you know, they're contemporaries of Led Zeppelin that have several references to Tolkien. I think Ramble On's like the most Tolkien related yeah. one, even though, you know, you have Misty Mountain Hop, but other than packing my bags for the Misty Mountains, there are no lyrics referring to anything in the Legendarium in that yeah. song. Ramble On's got a few, Gollum and the Nazgul, I think. Amon Amarth is the sender and name for Mount Doom, by the way. There you go. All right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's a ton. Yeah. The, the metal, the world of metal is definitely, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like, uh, like weightlifting now where like <laughs> you, you wouldn't think it, but there's, they're just a bunch of nerds a lot of the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> Say metalheads, they they can look scary, but they are really not. So <laughs> and I say like that sweet, as sweetheart nerds a lot of the yeah, time. As, as, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I for many years I didn't like anything that really wasn't hard rock or heavy metal. So, and I tell you, other than being like metal's the best music ever, and nothing else is even good. Uh, <laughs> besides that hard line that a lot of metalheads take, um, yeah. They're really a, a sweet, sweet bunch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, you did. Um, There's also lots of non-metal. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, you showed me a too, couple yeah. other songs. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, prog rock is the nerdiest kind of rock. Uh, yeah. I, I so mean, there's. That's hands down. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is easily the nerdiest type of rock. Uh, and they have, Rush has a song called Rivendell. Which is, I would argue, probably of this playlist that I made, it's probably the second corniest one. <laughs> Behind uh, Leonard Nimoy's The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Uh, arguably, yes. oh, I would my. say, is incredibly corny, and I love it. Listeners, if you have not listened to Leonard Nimoy's Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> do yourself a favor, hit pause on this podcast, go to YouTube or whatever spotify wherever you're wherever it's, you're listening, just listen it's only two and a half minutes and it is a joy it's <laughs> it is. so it, it's one of the so like rush i think like that was it was like corny to the point where i couldn't i just i couldn't do it 
<laughs> yeah, but then, I I haven't listened to Riven, Rush's Rivendell all the way through. I haven't been able to. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but then like Leonard Nimoy goes so far past that that it actually oh, becomes enjoyable again. It <laughs> is. Know? I it's again, and it's a short song as opposed to I think I mean Rivendell. I'm pretty sure is like uh like a full five six minutes or something. It's a five minute song, yeah. So it's yeah. not short, but the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins half that length way more enjoyable i yeah, was like I, I you you showed me that and i'm like leonard nimoy like and there and there has to be another one but i'm Fox, also yeah. like how nope many leonard nimoy's are there <laughs> you know yeah, only one Spock. only one worth talking about on this <laughs> podcast and that is mr spock himself yeah yeah leonard nimoy was a musician too you know he he put out uh quite a bit of music over the years actually um but yeah. nothing, nothing topped the Ballad of Bilbo <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, it's so it's, goofy. It's one of those, it's, it's one of those so like cheesy. It. It, you know how like some cheesy movies are hard to watch because they take themselves yeah. too seriously. That's, yeah, that's like probably the Rush song for me. The yeah the Rush, but then some of them are just you know you got like a a Tremors or a um. Like yeah. any horror flick from uh the sci-fi channel and they're just <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, that's that's your ballad of bilbo baggins yeah it's late 1960s uh psychedelic folk nerd <laughs> yeah, nerd, nerd, like nerd folk. psychedelic folk i don't know <laughs> yeah, how you describe it but it truly, is truly un uh genre unparalleled. <laughs> oh yeah unparalleled and ungenreable for sure <laughs> yeah it's a novelty song from the 60s effectively yeah. but yeah guys go listen to it it's it's the shit it's great it really is oh uh, yeah no that, that's uh yeah it, music definitely plays a big part i'd say overall mm. and you can you can see it influence it it's just strange that just how much heavy metal yeah <laughs> it, i mean like, it, it's so much heavy it's, metal it's which is funny because i mean it's it's least likely that tolkien would have enjoyed that stuff you know like, <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> like i really I, I just have a hard time imagining that he, he would have ever been have a good time wearing corpse paint you know well actually <laughs> <just> seems unlikely <laughs> fun fact about uh J.R. tolkien Ooh. <laughs> he did enjoy heavy metal <laughs> Yeah, he he used to he used to just sit there with the paper, you know. He'd have his pipe, <laughs> pipe just uh, you know, curling wisps of smoke coming up. His feet were kicked up on the ottoman, and uh, you know he was just listening to Slayer on uh, dialed up to eleven just every <laughs> night. That's how yeah, he Slayer, relaxed. huh? Slayer, huh? You didn't you didn't you didn't go with Black Sabbath where. Their first album came out while Tolkien was alive. Oh, really? Yeah, 1970. Or was it 1969 even? Uh, no, yeah. Led Zeppelin's first album came out in 69. Black Sabbath's self-titled record came out in 1970. Tolkien could have heard it. Maybe he uh, loved it. No, I confused that with uh, Sabbath, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm just bad with Slayer, Sabbath. It's Yeah, Slayer, Sabbath. (laughs) Easy to six, Mick. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen Sabbath in concert. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to confuse. That. Yeah, they're yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So hey, big metalhead, um, one of the first. <laughs> yeah, he's a very early supporter of uh, the efforts of one John Osborne, uh, <laughs> uh, Anthony Iommi. I don't know what Geezer Butler's real first name is, so I can't keep going with this a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd say Geezer Butler is uh, sufficient on its own. There are a few more uh, songs, you know, that you could mention. Um, there's a, um, it's, there, there's a lot of like, there's also like songs that were influenced by Tolkien that really aren't that related like for example there's a bluegrass song um the version i have is a a band called nickel creek 
but I don't know if they did it first. But they have a song called "In the House of Tom Bombadil," which is a lot of fun to listen to. It's 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 an instrumental. It's just like a bluegrass instrumental song, but it's uh, an evocative of Tom Bombadil. It's lighthearted and fun to listen to. You'd imagine him dancing yeah. or singing to it, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bluegrassy house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, then you also have like. Um, Joni Mitchell has a song called Wilderland, which was specifically inspired by The Hobbit, even though there's no lyrics in it other than the word Wilderland that makes any reference to Tolkien. Um, yeah, which is strange because she is uh, Yavanna. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did cast her as Yavanna. That's right. Uh, although this next person really, like, she might be kind of the queen of making nerdy music, uh, Enya. She has a song called Lothlorien, and of course, she sings the final uh, song uh, in the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, uh, may, it, may it be is an Enya song. Yeah, she she's a, uh, she loves a very Tolkien. elvish vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, slash nerdy vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just never. Enya's great the, though. The only way I can ever remember Enya now is um, we our English teacher in high school used to uh she would basically give us some writing assignment for the class and it like she would just put Enya on oh that rules that's awesome it was ridiculous (laughs) it sounds ridiculous but that's fantastic (laughs) and she just like walk she'd just leave the room wow yeah none of my teachers did anything like that yeah i don't remember getting a single creative writing assignment in school actually which is yeah, kind of I don't shame. Think it wasn't creative. <laughs> it oh, was, that's too bad. I, I did not like her. <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, yeah. She then you're just being forced to listen to Enya as a teenager, and that's not always. Yeah, no, that's not every not, teenager is going to be digging that vibe. No. Yeah, well, it was I didn't have an appreciation for her at that point. That's <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah. So one day somebody cranked the song up to full volume, and she came back and. Um, <laughs> I guess that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Cranking up the Enya to eleven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking rad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh <laughs> all right, you got any more uh influences you can think of? I'm sure there are plenty of more. Uh, that was, that I'm was sure there, there are more. There might be it. an obvious one. Oh, I do want to shout out one band because it's I don't want to dismiss them by calling them novelty. It's kind of novelty, but it it, it rules. So there's a it's another metal band, um, and it's called uh, Windrose, and they do dwarf metal. They have a song called Dig Diggity Dig, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's 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 exactly that. It is dwarf metal. Hey, I'm actually you didn't tell me about this before. I need to. I need this. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, sorry. Dig diggity, dig diggy, diggy diggy hole is the name of that song. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> which is no, so I much better. Forgot that. <laughs> well, I'm confusing no, I... it with like a South African ska band called Hog Hoggity Hog. That's what I confused it with. <laughs> but um, you... oh, my... <laughs> yeah, I I know, I know. Sorry, okay, I, yeah, the, the I songs that I can't believe you confused your dwarf metal for your South African ska. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's they're silly names that were similar. Yes, so, silly names okay. and I sillier just, genres. <laughs> I just need to. I just. I'm going to read out a few of these song titles from Windrose because some of them are hilarious and some of them are just so blatantly Tolkien. So, you <laughs> diggy diggy hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Army of Stone tracks. Then you have Battle yeah. of the Five Armies. There and back again. They have uh, Fellows of the Hammer. Yeah, uh, the art of war. Together we rise. Like it is, they're like dwar- drunken dwarves. Like it, <laughs> these are these are dwarf metal bangers, guys. It's yeah. Again, uh, if you, if you do enjoy heavy metal, or even if you don't, just give it a give it a listen. It's 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 very entertaining. Yeah, I'm thinking now that maybe the the dwarves are the ones with the strats, and uh, we that's when we first see the axes of the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or maybe they're all playing like gene simmons style axe bases there's <laughs> oh, definitely like uh there's like there's a Duran that had like a like double neck guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Okay, that's enough. Awesome. Where, where can the people find us, sir? Uh, the people can find us on. Uh, we are on Instagram. Uh, our handle is Lord of the Wrongs Podcast. You can also uh, send us an email at Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, also, uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a good review. I I can't honestly I can't ask you to leave a, a bad one. Please don't. In fact, I'd ask you to leave either no review or a positive review. <laughs> but yeah, leave us a review on whichever podcast app you're listening to us on. I mean, Recommend us to your friends. To Seriously, send us an email. Do it. We'll definitely <laughs> read it on the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, not word, but we'll, well, we'll, I we'll can't say definitely, it. definitely, we can but it. yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely mention it. Yeah, if you say nice things, we'll definitely read it on the podcast. <laughs> if you're if you're saying nice things, they'll definitely be read. If you're saying abusive things, we'll mention it, but we might not. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Honestly, I might be more inclined to read abusive things. That'll just be funny. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun, actually. So if you hate what we do, <laughs> and you have some strong words to use. Send us an email at Lord of the Wrongs Podcast. At I'm not gonna, if, it, if it seems like there's positive vibes in the subject line, I'm deleting it. <laughs> <without reading. laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway. Well, that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, I already gave you your fun fact. For the yeah, day, we already but... got a fun fact. Um, um, so now I don't know how to end it, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tolkien also. Uh, yeah, fun fact part two uh he also um he actually he got he threw out his neck uh a few years before he uh passed uh from headbanging <laughs> headbanging too hard yeah <laughs> yeah yeah poor guy yeah you gotta be careful out yeah, there i mean in, it- in the pit yeah, you know, it's honestly, I know it's not super cool, but warming up before uh, doing a proper headbang is really, it's very important to prevent whiplash. So, yeah. yeah. This and, has been uh, a PSA yeah. from the Lord of the Wrongs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do some stretching and warming up before <laughs> jumping into that pit, everybody. Yeah. All right. So in, in this one, it's, uh, let's say Namadier, but I do want to end with, uh, you know, well, here, Namadier. Namadier. Mosh safely, friends. Yeah.